All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. My name's Austin. My name is Aaron. Hey, I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. We just got, had a great conversation with a friend of mine. I worked with him twice uh, on True TV Show and on a BuzzFeed sketch a long time ago. Mike Deary, actor, improv guy, good guy. Great guy. Yeah, really cool dude. He talked about uh, working with uh, Gina Rodriguez. He talked Actually, he's friends with her. In Jane the Virgin. On Jane yeah. the Virgin. Yeah, he talked about uh, the end of BuzzFeed. How uh, when he first you know started off you know you do sad it, days you did BuzzFeed stuff and now it's gone and what do actors do now to start talked about non-union and doing non-union stuff and how uh, they basically kind of just what take advantage of the actors the, I don't know and the transition from non-union to union that was a big part of this episode how we talked about his mentality going from non-union to union not that it necessarily relied on that, but just how he changed and how he, he learned to be himself and it really like progressed his career. And Austin actually knows him because he worked with him on That's true right. TV and he talked about what it's like working with Austin. Whoa, <laughs> save it for the pod. You guys Yikes. will find out. Anyway, if you're watching on iTunes, feel free to uh, rate us five stars or whatever you feel is fair. Four to five. And leave us a comment and uh, we'd really appreciate it or like and subscribe on YouTube. Roll it. Johnny Ray Diaz, ha, yeah, and the Arnold Twins. Hollywood, Hollywood, o'clock on a friday night yep. almost 10 other so. other than podcasts what's there to do in la 10 o'clock on a friday night i uh, watch netflix nice dude yeah what shows you like staying staying in is going out in los angeles yeah, it is at a certain point blow is on netflix now that's a good Blow's one on hasn't it always been on netflix no they just put it they just put it on yeah Great movie. Good movie. I watched yeah, yeah. it. Anyway, I got a question, Mike. All yeah. right, he's been dying to ask you this. Mike is an actor, yep. and this is a, this is burning burning inside my head. The old car ride here. Yeah. What gives you the nerve to to be an actor? Uh, just uh, pure audacity. The pure audacity. Just straight up, yeah, a blind faith in the impossible. I love it. I Does love that it. suit you, dude? Or you want to? I, I and, loved uh, it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. That's our show. I Thank throw you. the hard balls and then I just sip my beer. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's the only question Aaron's going to ask all night, too. I like that. Anyways. No, I'll cool down a little bit. I came in yeah. here for <laughs> just relax. I think that's a fair game. No, <laughs> sip the beer solid. a little bit. Sip the beer a little bit. Our audience would know Mike from True TV's You Can Do Better. I uh, worked true. with you on that. Yep. Um, Good Trouble and Jane the Virgin. Yep. Virgin. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, how was the uh, Jane the Virgin? Uh, Jane the Virgin was was a ton of fun. It's cool to it's cool to jump into a show that's been going for a while, especially with people who've been in the industry forever and have been working with each other forever. Um, it was like family, you know what I mean. And then I had to leave after like six days. Yeah. Often hard <laughs> to jump into a family. 
Right. No. It's, like, it's like the new kid at school. Really? No? Yeah, I kind of, but like. But everyone's like, hey, you can sit with us, buddy. It's your cousin Mike. Yeah. Well, <laughs> out here, it's kind of, I mean, you get to set and everyone kind of does lock in. And as long as you're like, you're on your toes and you've done, you know, the work beforehand, I think it really is easy to, to jump in. I've had a couple of situations where like diving into a situation that I didn't know turned out really, really good. That was one of them. Really? Yeah. So why, a, why did you say it was unknown? Sorry. This was a guest star or recurring? That was a recurring. recurring. That was like a little recurring role. Um, that was for Jane the Virgin's like ex-boyfriend who'd been mentioned but never shown on the show. And I played one of his roommates. She doesn't sound like a virgin anymore. No. <laughs> no. That, that's the premise of the show is that she so is a father. pregnant from the beginning. Immaculate. That's concept. the twist. They're going to do a, a spinoff. Really? It's just me. Oh, wow. Sometimes I find when, take you, it. when you go on a set and you're not a recurring, if you're like a guest star or something, it's harder to jump into the family. Yeah, it can be. I, I've had, you know, I've had both experiences. Um, but I think that that sort of gave me the confidence to, you know, a lot of it was confidence. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one of those times where I knew that I'd booked a cool role. And for me, at, like up until that point, I hadn't really I'd done true TV um, <laughs> pardon me, but it was all non-union stuff. It was a lot of Buzzfeed stuff and a lot of that stuff like is really crappy. Um, there's not much of Austin like, knows all about that. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're calling you out Buzzfeed. <laughs> let's do it. I love Buzzfeed. Sorry. Are you still working with them? No, you said, yeah. <laughs> but I did is, back in the is day. Is anyone still working with them? They don't do videos anymore. New cr- a new oh, crop. this is actually <laughs> funny. Okay. So we can talk about that. That'll be good for, for actors who weren't around three years ago because <laughs> the industry has changed so much. The landscape has shifted, but their Buzzfeed was one of like 78 startups in Los Angeles that all had a billion dollars in investors. And the idea was they would make branded content for companies. So Ruffles would say, we want a commercial, but we want it to be super funny and we don't want to pay anything for it. Mm-hmm. And Buzzfeed was like, yeah, we got you. We'll take it. Our budget's Absolutely. $500. Perfect. That's perfect. We're used to 200. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so they just reach into their pool of non-union actors, pay you $150 or like bucks for a day. And then they have you for, I can't remember, eight, 12 hours. As long or as they like want. That, as long as yeah. they want. Like, and they sort of wring you dry. And then you think about the size of the corporation behind it versus what they were paying people. And then their business model was, I don't know. It was, it's like that scene in South Park where the underpants gnomes show the, the, you know, that slide where it's like steel underpants, question marks, profit. (laughs) (laughs) Like how is Buzzfeed making money on this again? Because the companies weren't paying them anything. So anyways, they, they had a huge roster of non-union talent to dip into. And don't we know it? So I think what you're trying to say is like, Get on that roster, guys. It's that's what I'm hearing, man. That was, that was three years ago. That was three years ago. Well, actually, oh, yeah, we had now. we had a director, Dan, Daniel De Lorenzo, yeah. right? That he used to direct these Buzzfeed videos, but he said oh. they annihilated the video department. Yeah, they fired all the directors. fired everybody because it, it couldn't turn a profit. <laughs> it was like it it just didn't add up. The numbers didn't add up. So is yeah. there is there a Buzzfeed today? Like, is there a place that actors non union ones? Are? I don't know. I think like maybe Snapchat, like Facebook individual ones are are going that direction yeah. but a lot of the big corporations like apple is going to set the tone from here on out which is really cool i think that this is a really neat time to be an actor in los angeles what do you mean Whoa, apple I love it. yeah um well apple i can't i can't say that this is this is certain but this is uh 
the timing was very suspect. This summer, Apple expanded their investment, their initial investment in original content from like $1 billion to $6 billion. It was announced publicly maybe two weeks after the Mandalorian trailer came out. I'm assuming that behind the scenes, they saw what Disney Plus was doing with their content and how much quality there is behind it. And they were like, ah, shit, we got to... Let's, also, let's they have carpool yeah. karaoke. Carpool karaoke. I see Will Smith <laughs> yeah. driving the Jonas Brothers around. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. only good with James Corden, no? Eh. Have I you mean, guys ever seen one that wasn't on James Corden's show? No, well, that's how it that, originated. Yeah, that's where it started, right? Yeah, but know. nobody watches his other ones. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's a not b- easy brand. Except Corden me. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have other podcasts? Does he like do other things? James Corden? Yeah. He does raps. He does freestyle raps. He, he does rap movies. Battles. He does movies. Yeah, but I mean... But his only podcast is Carpool Karaoke, right? Or that, that's it's his like a, claim to fame. It's a TV, that's a TV show. The bit. It's a bit in a TV yeah. show. The now bit it's a, a show. But now it's a, its own show, yeah? Yeah, it's his own show on the streaming service. But right? he, he's a producer. On Apple? Or I, I thought he was the host. No, no. On the, on the one that the spinoff that's not on his own show. That's he, on Apple. He is the oh. producer. But he's, yeah, on the Apple one, he's not the host. Like you said, gotcha. Will Smith is yeah. That makes yeah. more yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I cut and pasted his face over Will Smith's body. Don't do that. All right. Um, sounds I, like it's good. I was uh, looking up past interviews with you, and I saw this one, uh, not interview, but thing you put out on Facebook, your worst audition. One of the worst auditions you did for Good Trouble. We know two guys on oh, Good yeah. Trouble. Could you enlighten us? Good. We just yeah. Shronis and Max? That yep, was exactly. bad. <laughs> that was, yeah, you booked it. Was it was frustrating. I did book it because um, oh, I, nice. I nailed the audition, but the, the stress around it was, was like shit. I walked in the audition room, and I, I had it down like, hat and it was for the role of a lawyer it was very jargony um and I sat down and I like I got through it maybe three quarters of the way the first time and then a dump truck started just smashing things outside and he was like oh I'm so sorry that happens sometimes he's like it's Tuesday like that's that's normal for Tuesdays and I was like all right that's cool (laughs) Um, and so we just chatted for a few minutes and then we did there was a gap, and then I went into it again, and like instantly, the garbage truck started again. So that happened about like five times, and the the wait was always different. We would wait a few seconds, and then be like, "Okay, let's try and jump in," and then I'd get halfway through, and then get done, and then we'd talk for a minute, and then be like, "All right, okay, I think <laughs> we're good. All right," and then carefully jump into it, and then sure enough, like, and so. By like the sixth time, I was. You guys are best friends. Rattled, yeah. We were best friends. We went to his wedding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I almost think that in my nerves, the bonding thing that was a happy surprise because you did get a chance to bond with him. That is true, and he got to see that I like through each and every take when I had the opportunity to give it a go. Like I was in the moment right away. So did, I think that was part of it. Too. Did he ever say like, hey, I know the truck is there. Just keep going. Use it. Use it. No. <laughs> so he was like, it's it was like, too loud. It was too loud. Yeah. Yeah. Did, but, you, uh, did you walk out of there saying, hey, I nailed this? Or do you like, oh, man. I, I walked out of there like, yeah, kind of being like, fuck me. <laughs> Dumb garbage God, truck. Not believe No, I never lived in the garbage truck. That's, that's It was a, the garbage truck's fault. It, no, it wasn't. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's, it's never the, cast- the garbage. No, no, no. It's the fall. casting uh, office's fault advice. for not yes. having thicker walls. <laughs> that too. For doing Dude. it on a Tuesday. Sound insulation, guys. Come on. I went straight Seriously? to HR. I dropped him a note, and I was like, <laughs> "You need to fix this." That's not cool, man. You yeah, go straight to SAG. Disruptive. For that too. Oh, I wonder if it's not too late. Hey, <laughs> is there a statute exactly. of limitations on annoyances? Well, if you're prepared to wait a couple of years to get any response, that's, that's a good point. I love SAG. 
So when you worked on Jane the Virgin, who yes. did you work with? What actors? Uh, I worked Gina Rodriguez. Yes. Okay. Who, anybody yeah. else on the Who else on the show? Uh, Andrew uh, Matrazzo from. He's the main guy, right? No, no, no. He was Andrew Matrazzo played also played um, the other roommate along with me. He was another co-star, okay. uh, and he was on Teen Wolf, and we both were on there with Tyler Posey, um, and he was the one who played Jane's old boyfriend. Gotcha. Yeah. How was Gina? Gina's awesome. Gina's a Gina's a homie. So I've known Gina for about four years. Her okay. and her, like her husband and I did improv at UCB. We took a like a two hundred one class together. How dope! Cool. And he Advanced. so yeah, we were <laughs> we were telling some some real good game, throwing some great great like third beats like like advanced level shit. Nice dude. Um, we we were both at a theater over on the west side, the improv space in Westwood, and. He did a co-star on Jane the Virgin first. And that was like the first time that any of us had booked a role, like a TV role. So we were like, oh, dope. Like, let us know how it is. He comes back the next week and we're like, what's going on? And he was like, it went great. I think like I met someone. I'm going to ask her out. And we're like, yo, it's like dope. Like another actress. And he was like, like Gina. And we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not like career suicide, but also just like. All right, like you were a one day co star. You're going to ask out the star of the show? Yeah. Um, very. But yeah, sure enough, like she went for it right away and I'm, they're married now. Um, but we were out for for one of his shows and it was leading up to, uh, to season four. And she just randomly was like, like asking me about my career and like seeing me in commercials. Again, non union work is one of those things where you can book a ton and. Right kind of feel like you're running in place. Um, it's a monkey on all of our backs. Yeah. It, and it's not necessarily even non-union work, but I realized it's the mindset that I was in trying to chase like the SAG card or chase that first big booking and not really taking the time to, to really be grateful for the things that I had already done and for the opportunities as they came along. Um, it's always that, that sense, you know, I had that chip on my shoulder. I was just like, I really want to, I want to, like breakthrough I want to make it but these are all just nebulous concepts that for myself I hadn't really nailed down and so I was just always chasing the dragon you know what I mean um, so what was that turning point was that Jane the Virgin that was part of it that was that was a cool moment where she recommended me for the role and then I still had to go through the casting process but I wouldn't have gotten called in for that if she hadn't believed in me and then that also gave casting more you know, a little bit more like boost in my sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and being on set and seeing her act and also like having interacted with her offset, that was a huge moment for me. That was one of those moments where I, it hit me again when I was thinking about, um, I, I forget his name, Jason, uh, Derulo. From, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one <laughs> from uh, Arrested Development. Oh, Jason oh, ba Bateman. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Love him. So his performance in, I feel like you could transpose his performance from Ozark to Arrested Development. To every, pretty handily to pretty much anything. He, he's the same in like almost the, every The put yeah. upon every man. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got that uh, that righteous indignation, which is like yeah. a beautiful note. But very natural. Play. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. But he's always himself. And there's a lot right. of actors who, even though they're chameleons, like that was something that for, for me for a long time, again, I had this very very sort of naive sense of, of acting. I was a super good at it in high school, very like natural. Somewhere in my 20s, I started like getting up my ass about it. And then it got to the point where 
like getting to set, I was super nervous about doing it. I didn't have a craft. I didn't have like a sense of baseline. I didn't know how to hit those notes anymore. And I was in my head thinking that people were doing things that were beyond like the thing that I was doing or I had lost something. Getting to that set and seeing her, she was just herself. You know what I mean? You're just as vulnerable as you can be and you just are an amazing listener. But she wasn't doing anything that I hadn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like you're not, I don't want to say you're not doing anything special, but you're just not, you're just kind of just being. like. Yeah, yeah. she didn't turn it up to 11. She just like opened herself up and then, yeah. And so that was that was a huge lesson in realizing that, you know, I was probably doing a little bit too much from time to time or not enough where I'm just like trying to be laid back or you're trying to put it on. And it's just like, no, if you can just find yourself and be comfortable, that's huge. Um, That when you were, when you were on set, Mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, which uh, series regular did you ask out? I asked out. (laughs) Okay. I asked out Gina. Oh, okay. <laughs> bad move, bad well, move, yeah. bad move. Sort of soured things. Didn't work too in well. Different yeah. directions. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. you're going to get four episodes. Now you're just getting three. Yeah. But Gina's directing now. Yes. Right? And yes. I saw that she pulled you for. Yes. Did you have to audition for that? Yes, I did. I had uh, to get I know? had to get approval for that. IMDB, baby. IMDB. Okay. Pulled? Well, I mean, he got a, you know, pulled. Yep. He got a role in it. Oh, got a role. Wow. Cool. New Disney Plus show uh, called Diary oh, nice. of a Female President. Nice. Yeah. So that comes out in January. I shot a role in that in July. Um, they're doing reshoots, and that role got cut. So, Wait, your role got cut? Yes. Um, part of the game. How come? Part of the game. Uh, <laughs> so the, the story is about a little girl, and she's Turns like writing her guy. diary. Yeah. And yeah, she, it, it's a very like changing story. <laughs> uh, she, she grows up to be the president. And so right. the, the story is about her as a kid. And her Every diary. episode's like a diary entry, you know, oh, and then nice. Gina's playing the grown-up version of her uh, as the president who's running for office and then eventually winning. And then, the, whatever, I think, I, you know what, now it's going to be. Uh, but who winds up being the president? If she's playing the president in IMDb, I, that's not a spoiler. Right. We're not cutting uh, anything out, so. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crossover with Lost, too. I'm just going <laughs> to throw in a bunch of disinformation. Yeah. yeah, she's the smoke monster. It's fucking, whoa, whoa, it's dope. Whoa. It is dope. It is, but it's dope. Um no, no, no. She she plays the the grown up version of uh, of the little girl the little who's girl. the star. Originally, she was going to be in every episode, but when they were cutting it, they realized that it works a lot better because it's about the little girl if they just bookend it. So they have to reshoot a lot of it mm. so that Gina's the president at the beginning of the show and the the last episode. And they called me back in for a different role for the first episode. So I just got reapproved by the network in the studio for the second role. What's, when when you. What's the main character's well, name? The female president. What's her name? Alana. Alana. Uh, Alana. Rodham. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say. Okay. <laughs> when, when you know the, the director slash lead slash showrunner, mm-hmm. do you approach her or does she, or do you tell your agent like, hey, I know these guys, if you can give me an idea. This, no, no, no. I've, I've never approached her for roles like that. I, or your agent or something. Do you say like, hey. No. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, this came organically. I've like through her, she hit me up 
my agent actually sent me an email and then called me frantically and was like, there's a show, there's a Disney show. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'll send you the information in a minute. And I was like, okay. And then a couple minutes later, Gina called me and she was like, hey, I've got a role on this show. Nice. I think you'd be great for it. Awesome. Um, if you could send in a tape, we still have to, you know, we have to run it through the Let's channels. But like, yeah, it's, it's cool to get that call before things <coughs> go to casting. You have a chance to make it your own and hopefully they like it enough that they trust you. Um, so when you, when you auditioned for the show, was it just a self tape or did you go in? That was a self tape. Okay. Yeah. I had a, The reason I asked is cause I did audition for that show. Oh yeah. In person. Okay. For a role. I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to, not a fit Tito. for me. I auditioned for cousin Tito. I don't even know awesome. if that's even a thing. Sure. But I remember when I went to the audition, the person running the camera was also the reader. Okay. So there was only one person there. That can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I re I remember there wasn't that many lines. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw a little button on there, a little improv. It was kind of like a funny scene or mm -hmm. whatever. And I said something at the end of the scene, and the guy was like freaking out. Cause <laughs> he was like, like in a good way? Well, no, because he, he, he was like I'm looking scared. at the script like, is that on the paper? Like he, was, he didn't know, do I turn the <laughs> camera off? Do I, do I say something? I don't know what to do. And he just got really flustered. And he's like, uh, 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 and then he just like, Oh, okay. Can we, can we just do that again? I, I don't know. And I was just like, I guess man. I should not improv, man. Sorry. That's rough. That's really rough. Yeah. It kind of sucked. I was like, ah, dude. So when you did it again, did you add the button? I, I think I said something else, but it was, it kind of took the energy out of the room a little yeah. bit. And I was like, all right, man. Damn. Don't improv with you. Sorry. Damn. That's rough. He seemed nice, but he was just like, he got really flustered. So I was wondering if you had encountered him, but. What no, no, no. Man. I, I don't think so. It helps when you know the lead of the show. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, and it helps when you're talented. No, no, no. Buddy. Yeah, it's the talent. That's my biggest problem. Hey. Oh, damn. You can know all the leads on the show, but if you can't kill it, you know. That's you right. Got? You can get some talent. You can get some. Yeah, there's uh, like talent in You can buy some. I think Kevin Spacey has a master's class. I would yeah. take all of it from him. Well, it's pulled from online now. Through my mouth. It's all about oh. eye contact. <laughs> So just Ooh, hot, like, act, hot yeah, take. hot take, just, it's all about eye contact. If That's you it. slam a five hour energy before a take, like <clears> if you slam done, if you slam three, you're getting, you get an Emmy. Done That's, That's the way to do it. Yeah. Heath Ledger did it. Look what happened to him. Oh dude. 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 How many what? inappropriate things can you say? In too late. Yeah. Too late. You know what? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that eye contact thing right. brings me to a question that <laughs> can you stop looking at him when you, can you look at him when you say it? Well, I'm just trying to think of this question. Uh, that we've asked from time to time on this podcast. Mm -hmm. You've been acting in LA for multiple years now. Yep. Looking back, what do you wish you knew? Like now that you're a little more experienced that you wish you could tell your younger just self. Just be yourself. Like, like just figure out who you are and just be that. There are a lot of things that I, a lot of assumptions that I made about the industry and a lot of ways that I approached it that really, I'd say, uh, evidenced by like my naivety about it <clears throat> i think that again it goes it, a lot of it goes back to again the moment where the camera turned on for the first time when we were doing the the walkthrough take on jane the virgin i didn't know how tv worked because again i only really worked on buzzfeed things the true tv thing was a lot of fun but it's a little bit different when you have a like a narrative and it's a host driven show absolutely so and it's on a bits proper yeah and it's a you know a, a proper um, a proper set where you have to move an entire team from one side of the, the warehouse to the other, you know, as a crew. So everyone has to fucking clear out, come back in. Um, and we did the walkthrough with the director and 
It was him, the AD, and then the DP, and then me, Gina, Tyler, and Andrew, and the director was just like, all right, okay, let's see it. And action. And I think I had the first line, and I there was no lead up to it. They didn't say we were going to do, like, <laughs> fake take. <laughs> it was just sort of like, all right, let's do it. And it was very much like a sort of a play rehearsal. I got through it. I mean, I didn't. I had a couple lines, but I kind of assumed that I would have more direction on set. Um, and we did it twice, and he was like, "Okay." And then turned to the DP. They talked about how to how to you know shoot it, what angles they were going to do. And then we flew out. They brought the cameras in. They brought us back in ten minutes later, and then we shot it. And that was such a lesson in like you have to be so comfortable in turning it on like like you know just being yourself and that is really it comes down to just being comfortable being myself at all times like that's something that has gotten me through through some hard shoots some really really tough commercial shoots i, I was the um i was gonna ask you about this you were yeah. the main guy the flow or the yeah all, but for what for it was, microsoft it was for no it was for a company called uh Oh, I can't even remember now. It Whoa, was like okay. a few years ago. Yeah, they don't pay me anymore, so I don't have to say the name. Um, they got bought out by a different company. I thought it was a big name brand. It's, it's a huge company. They were like the number seven software company on the planet, but you've never heard of them. They basically yeah. take uh, huge... Windows? HP? Anybody? HP, uh, no. I, HP, but go five more down the list. Acer. Yeah, pretty much. Acer? It's, no, no, no. It was. It's basically like what IBM was in the 90s, how they did servers, but no one knew what a fucking server was back mm. then. This is the company, um, uh, I, oh shit, I still can't remember the name. Lenovo. No, it's not a computer company. <laughs> oh, okay. Software, um, software. Something right. connections or something like that. But I, right. it was, it was a pretty solid company. Who gives the a shit? They're huge. not in business anymore, oh, right? The shoots were intense. The shoots were right. like so much jargon. And I had one five minute monologue that was just information technology bullshit straight to camera with 60 extras floating around me. For and what, every time I, for what purpose is this five minute monologue? Uh, this was for the website, ah. but the, then they chopped that up. That was sort of like the centerpiece. And then there were four other commercials that were like, we're going to take this little part. We're going to make it a little bit more conversational. We're going to have you walk down the street and say it straight to camera. And then we're have extras cross behind you. And then we're going to do that in four different types of configurations over five days. But isn't that money for each one they cut? Isn't that a, they're paying you for another commercial? No, because oh. it's non-union. And um, you have to negotiate however the fuck you want. You know what I mean? If they had, I did wind up getting an extra cut for each commercial, but that was pre-negotiated. It wasn't like, um, that's what I mean. You got an extra for per one. You got paid. Yeah. Well, with sad commercials, it's a little bit nicer because sometimes they'll, you'll start with a 60 and then they'll be like, we're probably going to do a 30. And then like two months later, they chop yeah. it up into six fifteens, And then you're like, this has never happened to me, but I'm like, you know, I've heard of it. <laughs> Aaron and I worked with Paul from Sprint and Verizon. And, oh, yeah. And, how was that? And it was great. <clears throat> awesome. Super great guy. But he, just because of how many different, uh, the jargon, how much different jargon for each different piece, he just like total pro. He just said, hey, give me the lines right in front of me for mm -hmm. these specific little change ups mm -hmm. of the 15 second spot versus the 30 second spot, whatever. Yeah. So it, by that time in your career, you can just ask for, hey, Paul's just a pro. give me cue cards. Yeah. Yeah. Teleprompter. I wish I had done that. For I was. Those walk and talks are actually harder than they seem. They suck. I've done those before, and it's like, it changes when you're like, I got to walk and grab this and pick this up while still like 
saying yeah. dialogue, but not, you know what I mean? It's just turn yeah. and point at something that doesn't exist. Right. I know. Look back at the camera. Yeah. Acting. This shit sucks. <laughs> what we're trying to tell you guys is don't do it. Don't do it. We don't need the competition. Is, um, I, is that the lesson that I got to in that story? I think so, man. Don't do it. That's what it's, you're telling me, dude. Just yeah. give up on life. Yeah. Be yourself or don't at all. <laughs> Or don't be. Be yourself or kill yourself. Or don't Straight be. from Mike. Dude, come on. All man. right, dude. You took it too far. Oh, man. I've seen Joker too many times. For yeah, usual. Man. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get to those stairs. If you only had to recommend one, one movie, Joker or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd go so Joker. It'd have to be I'd Joker. go Joker for sure. i go Joker. Yeah. All right. Even though I, li- I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker is a masterpiece. Um, question. What yeah. was it like working with this guy? So oh, you work with Austin on True TV, and yeah. um, I saw the bit. He sent it to us. Yeah. We're going to turn down his headphones, that was and you good tell times. us all about it. Oh, yeah. That was good times. <laughs> what? It was, yeah, it was fun. It was I mean, fucking <laughs> There it is. I, I remember uh, Paul, the director. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah, Paul it, was great. Because he's just like, hey, this is a fun little thing for True TV. We Very laid back. Yeah. You know, that, that's, again, another lesson is just how, how laid back a lot of people in this industry are because it is such a cool job. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to set. That's a cool energy to fall into, especially I have been on sets where people are having bad days and clients aren't happy. And it sort of, you know, shit rolls downhill. And it really, really does when you're an actor because the director is right in the middle trying to handle like the demands of a client who wants suddenly needs you to say the word this instead of the on the last take. And they're smiling through the teeth like this isn't your fault but I might strangle you if you get it wrong because I want to go home. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that overall it's nice to meet people who are really happy and realize like how cool this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Cause like this yeah. is what we wanted to do. All those, you know, are you from LA? Shows this. I'm from Detroit. Oh my God. Yeah. Nice. It's a long ways away. A little bit. So yeah. you love Eminem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you want, you really love him. Yeah. Like a, like a lot. Eight, yeah. mi- eight Mile. <laughs> yeah, I grew up on Eight Mile. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually do like Eminem, but... <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah, I like him. I respect him. Anyways. <laughs> One thing I got from that bit, uh, the most important thing is like figured out what to do for an after hours power party. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. Yeah, I never got. knew what to do until I saw that. Well, there you go. It was so informative. It's... I mean, you shouldn't point at me. I didn't. You got to thank the host of the show. <laughs> you got to thank Adam. But yeah, you guys, Abby, you guys were in the situation, and I, you resolved it. That is true. I, I was like, hey, man. The thing is, it's your you, birthday, dude. The thing is, you just watched that clip. Mike hasn't seen it in years. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. He's like, it was my birthday? I don't yeah. really know. Well, that was what the whole thing was? All right. Um, and the last thing I wanted to make sure I asked you, before we just you know kind of go into idle chit-chat about, the, about Hollywood. I'm sure Mike's got some questions for us. Yeah, please. <laughs> the whole second half hour that you'll be here for, uh, it's all going to be about us, but Pearson. Dude, yes. I, I love Suits, at least the first five I, seasons. I, when I saw. That had very, very little to do with that. What? But you're on it. I, it's a I'm spin-off on it show for, of Suits. Yeah, I'm on it for two episodes, but that was one of those, that was one of those situations where I was very excited to be there. I had very, very little to do. I had half a line. Um, and I spent all of that time kind of like being nervous and very much being like, this is cool. I don't know anyone here. Kind of having that sensation of being the new kid in school. Being the and, next Meghan Markle. Yeah. And I kind of, and also like being in the car with, you know, she's so, so good. She's the so main, good main. at that. Yes. Yes. She's amazing. And I, I, I kind of like, I didn't clam up around her, but I very much was like, she seemed like she was in her head about it because she's an executive producer on the show. So 
at that time, I didn't know. I still didn't know what executive producers did. And I was kind of like, oh, I think she's thinking about things that are above, way above my pay grade. And sure enough, of course she is. She's thinking about like season two and like doing scouting for episodes that are already have a release date, but they haven't shot yet, which are things that were so beyond me that I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just driving this car. <laughs> this is fine. Um, Has season one aired yet? Yeah, it aired this summer. And they're doing, they're definitely going to be a season two. I don't know. Okay. I think so. I, the, the ratings were fantastic, but I, I don't know if there's a season two. What network is that on? It's USA. 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 Okay. Yeah. Did you guys watch suits? I've I seen a few episodes. did not. Um, I worked with the lead on that show. I forgot her Harvey? name. Harvey. She wasn't the lead. She was one of the. No, you worked with Pearson. People. You worked with the. I What's her name again? I forgot her name. Jessica Pearson. No, no, no. But the actress's name. Jessica Pearson. Okay. She's method. Um, very, she changed fa- it for the show. Fa- fair enough. It's official now. But you worked um, with her. I did. I worked on a pilot, ABC pilot in South Carolina with her. Um, didn't get picked up though. Hey, Damn. you're not Mike Deary. Sorry, man. My, pilot, uh, my pilots nice. don't get picked up. I didn't either. know she was married to Lawrence Fishburne. He was on set and I was like, I don't think she is. Well, he was there. They went now. He's like, Oh, that's my daughter. And they were together. The star of Pearson. Are we not? Are we not talking about the same person? I don't, I don't know. think so. I thought you're talking about. You're, you're talking about the. We're not talking about the same person. Black girl that was on. Yeah, she's, woman. She's oh, like Cuban. I think we're talking about three different people now. Yeah, we're definitely talking about somebody <laughs> else, dude. I was like, I think no. we're now combining these two different people Jessica. into one person. No, no, no. It's Pearson, the lawyer, Harvey's boss. Gina Torres. Gina Torres is who plays Jessica Pearson. Not then Pearson. I think that is her. I'm looking at her up right now. And yeah, I did work with her. She's, she's, she's married to Lawrence Fishburne? See who uh, she's married pretty to. sure she is. I don't think so. I, I saw her husband on set, and he was very oh, right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. unless, unless she was smooching on someone else, and that's, uh-oh. It was a couple years ago. He was there. So they did, were. Wait. And maybe they, her they, and Lawfish broke up. Maybe. And they kissed? They were smooching. I mean, they, they were, he was like, oh, this is my daughter, and they were, like, together. Well, oh, wait. Daughter or? There was another. There was a, no, no, no. There was another girl there. There was, like, a little girl there. Too many characters. And I was like, why is Neo on set? Or not Neo, uh, Morpheus. Morpheus. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was so confused. And I'm like, oh my God. Me too. Lawrence Fishburne? What what he's doing at Crafty? And then I was like, (laughs) do I say something to him? What was this? It was, turns, turns out it was just some black guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he's, he's actually, uh, yeah, you know, I'm with uh, I'm one of the truckers here. Transpo guys. Yeah. Transpo. <laughs> Stop asking me about the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, what was it like? And, and, no. Uh, dude, it was some pilot called, uh, oh, my God, uh, I don't even remember. That's about right. It, it was a really weird thing about witches. And yeah. I, I played, I remember the audition was, the character was a red-haired man. And I'm like, they do realize I don't have red hair, right? No, it's movie magic, man. And uh, Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get picked up. Yeah, no surprise. Um, oh, I remember when you auditioned for that. From mm-hmm. Red-Haired Man, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Death of Ava Sofia Valdez. That there was the name is. of it. Yeah, so there she is. It's funny how, how booking things can be like, holy she shit, was, I can't believe Ava I Valdez. did this. And then two years later, you're like, what the fuck was <laughs> the name of that? Or anyone in it? Yeah. Am I thinking of myself? I don't think I was in that. <laughs> I felt really bring someone else. I actually remember working on that. I felt really bad because I I was playing this like gangbanger dude that was like an homage to one of the leads, like a male version of it. Yeah. And I was with this other dude and this like really old guy, and we were all like these like sort of witches in male form, sort of. Cool. And we had to say our lines in unison. And I felt so felt so bad for the, the old guy, man. He just couldn't. I was like, 
that couldn't couldn't he just couldn't, say but the like, line. He didn't memorize like, them, or he just the director was like, "Hey, on this cue, you guys have to say the line." And like every time the cue came, no. we would say it, and he would be like, "I." Uh, I, Do you think it's because he was not memorized, or because he was just old and? I just, I just don't think he was prepared. I'd bump him. I get somebody else. I felt bad for him though, you know, because he's an older dude, and the guy was trying to be really nice. The director was like, "Hey, man, we really need you to." Uh, and then like his line, he was like, "Look, I really hate to say, it. I got to give you line readings, man." He's like, "The way you're saying it doesn't sound real." I was oh, like, "That sucks. That's heartbreaking." Yeah, that's I felt really bad. <laughs> but it <laughs> happens every day, right? <laughs> that's really every day heartbreaking to you, uh, to all of us, to all of us. As we, <laughs> I sat in the director was like, got real angry because someone couldn't get the line, like right, and we were it was, like, what it was is right it? though? What do you mean? So the situation is this was for uh, the it was for the same technology commercials, and the 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 idea of like this commercial was a big intro that they were gonna play at I don't know tech conferences on one of those the TVs on a, a closed loop. And the idea is that I pull up to their business. It's four older business people. I pull up in this like old, cool, old 60s Range Rover. And I'm like, Whoa. hop in. I'm going to take you to the future or some shit. <laughs> they get in and we drive through the desert and we pass these like weird things. We're in like a warehousey, deserty district or whatever. And we pass like someone walking a dog. But it like you see the dog and the leash. And then there's like a pan take from someone's perspective in the car and you see it's a drone walking the dog <laughs> it's it, all very clever writing it's high budget high high budget and so we're shooting from the car and it's we've got like you know a rig in the car for a while the director was in there with the cameraman himself uh to get the over the shoulder shots and then to get the reverse shots there's a car right in front of us just like holding our speed and it wasn't even attached. They put me behind the wheel. It was fucking dope. Wow. But the, like the director is on the back of the rig in the car in front of us. And we're going like 15 miles an hour. We're going down uh, a runway at an abandoned airfield in like Santa Barbara, California. And they need to get the shot from that direction because they want the sunset. We're running out of light though. And, and every time we go down, we have to cut all the way back and it takes a few minutes to reset. And so we're trying to get this shot and the guy just, just kept, can't get the look uh, down. Right. And then say the line and he keeps doing the line and then the look and then like looking too long and then the line uh, and the director at one point was, was just like losing his shit. He, he, it was, it's kind of amazing if it wasn't like I didn't feel so bad, but he was like, I swear to fucking God, <laughs> you get this right this time or I will come down there and I will tear your fucking face off. I'll put your skin on and I'll do the fucking line myself. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, nice. And he's like, but no pressure, but no pressure. Uh, not, not even. He was just like all the fucking pressure. Like, I'm not joking. Let's roll. And he, he got it, but it was out of pure fear he was upset like the other was, actors was a dude like, freaking out he was a little, a bit, little bit scared yeah yeah. And, yeah and he didn't have a huge part in the commercial already so to not be able to nail that part you know the the anxiety builds and then it gets harder every single take so that, what do you what do you think that is is that come down to the audition just they didn't audition properly or no, was no, it just like he just um, wasn't prepared on set a little green i think little, that yeah. everyone has a different sense of humor sometimes the writing especially when it comes down to someone who with with commercials that are, you know non-union commercials are usually written by someone from a company who doesn't have 
a history of writing uh, consumer-facing ads. I think that that's a, a very common thing. You see someone from their advertising department or marketing or one of the executives and they all collaborate on like the ad process and what they want to present to, you know, the consumers, they hire a director, maybe, maybe they'll hire an advertising firm that's worked in TV before, but a lot of non-union commercials are done in-house. And I think a lot of it comes down to the writing. They hired, they hire actors because we're really good. We're a lot of non-union actors are much, much better than they're paid for. There's no difference between me now and me like a couple of years ago. I'm more confident. I'm definitely more skilled because I've invested in that. But like fundamentally, if I had done that work three years ago and I was still non-union two years ago, it wouldn't have been any material difference, but you're not getting paid the same. And because of that, the entire structure isn't designed to support good performances. You're not dealing with words that are designed to be read by actors. You're dealing with someone who's like, our company sells pencils, and what we want people to know is how fucking tough the wood in our pencils are. So you're going to say the word pencil wood 16 times, 17, 17 times, yeah. you know? And you're like, they make it sound good, yeah. action. And you're like... <laughs> come the fuck on so when it doesn't work and you know that it's kind of not your fault you can't say that to them because you got hired to make it sound good it sucks and you, then you get a, a note 22 you get a note to the director's like hey i'm getting a note saying you got to say pencil pencil you pencil, pencil. with a smile <laughs> fucking yeah, smile yeah, yeah. yeah it's intense uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah i think that there's a lot of uh, i have a lot of empathy and sympathy for for that side of it for that side of it too, I also know what it's like to be, uh, like in the the not so creative side of a company, working on the creative side and wanting to do more, but not having the resources. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all a balancing and game. We have about two minutes left with Mike, busy guy going oh, to premiere yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what premiere? Uh, Honey Boy. Your favorite movie, dude. Uh, I saw Peanut Butter Falcon. I didn't see Honey Boy. Oh my god! Oh. Someone I, told me I, I, I told that was awesome too. I, yeah, I want to see Honey Boy. You're Honey Boy that? won yeah. like best script. Well, he's seen film. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not in that. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing it. I, I didn't hear that. I don't know what was going on. Mike plays the little guy. He said that really casually. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I don't know what the movie's so, yeah. that about that much. He plays Shia LaBeouf. Right. Um, Honey Badger. Is anyway, we got two. Peanut Butter Falcon. Was two good. minutes left. This yeah, is for everybody. Minutes. Final thoughts. <laughs> um. Yeah. Be yourself. Figure yourself out. Like. Like. Do. Do the hard work of figuring yourself out and don't skimp on like, like therapy was something that for me like was hugely important in unlocking the level of anxiety that I felt in acting and in just approaching life. Um, there was a huge sea change between how I comported myself on the set for Pearson where I was very timid. It was it, like, again, being on set for Jane the Virgin, it was a great, but I also was very hyper aware of the fact that and I very much beat myself up over the fact that Gina was the one who got me that audition oh and really I, that's great you yeah, beat yourself up 100% because I didn't and that's something that I didn't do this time for for like uh Diary of a Female President because I now have the confidence in not my talent and not like I think I'm good at this but in the skill set that I've developed around my talents and that's the important part I've got I've got gratitude. But if she didn't think you were good, that. she wouldn't recommend you. Absolutely. But so. it's also very easy to convince you. If you don't have a solid basis of like, I'm 
I know that I was chosen because I'm good. And you're, I was still in that mode of like, again, I really hope I get my SAG card soon. I hope that, I hope that, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope instead of being like, now, now I look at, at, so I think that one way to illustrate this is how I looked at people who look like me booking roles. There's, I, I think you look very castable, especially like for. I appreciate that. But there's, <laughs> you know, I have a very castable look, but yeah. there's a lot of half black guys out there with glasses who have my same look. Right. For, for a long time, I had this sense of like, I don't know, not competition, but you see someone get cast in a role and they look just like you and have a similar type, and don't it I wasn't. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you all have a video of this too. <laughs> Evidence Ooh, for the for the listeners at home, they're twins. Um, you see someone who looks like you, and it maybe it isn't jealousy, but it's very much a sense of like sort of righteous indignation of of it. It has the same roots in uh, a vague entitlement of just sort of like, when is it going to be my turn? I've worked so fucking hard. When is it going to be my turn? And now I see guys booking things that look just like me things that i'm like i think i would have killed at that audition if i had a chance and it's very much like a fucking dope for them because who knows what their life was like who knows how hard they worked b fucking awesome for me because now every other show on the market can't use that guy who looks like me because he's contracted to that fucking show nice. so they now they have to come to me you know what i mean now now it's more of an abundance mindset where i'm just like I'm excited to see he, people booking who look like me because I'm like, get out of my way for the other shit. Um, yeah, and then just, I think, again, being yourself on set. I had a really cool situation this summer. I'll say this before I go, um, where I booked a role on Liza On Demand on YouTube Premium. Uh, She's the YouTuber, right? Yeah, she hosted the Met Gala this year. Uh, and that was a, a one-line co-star audition. I went in, did the audition. It was decent. I left the room. Um, turned right instead of turning left to leave because I had to pee. And I was like, it wasn't that far from my place, but I was like, I'm just going to use the bathroom. And I come out of the bathroom and as I'm like walking around the corner back past where the casting office is, the guy the uh, who was running the camera like had his head out and he was like, oh, you're still here. Awesome. Uh, we had a, an audio issue come back in and I was like, okay. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. And so I did it again. Before I'd even left the room, I heard him like whisper to the girl next to me. He was like, that was it? And it was just like one line, one offhand line. Do you remember it? What was the line? line? It was, uh, I'm I'm standing in an elevator uh, and waiting to like go in and Liza cuts in front of me and there's not enough space for me and she can't say sorry. Um, It's like a liar, liar situation. Mm. She can't say the word sorry. And uh, she goes, oops. And then I turn to the guy next to me and I go, did she just say soups? I love it. Booked it. So I booked that. Um, and so I booked that. I got to set. They wound up adding me to another scene. So when I got to set, I was already kind of like, I was just in a great mood and I was very grateful to have booked that. The whole situation getting me there was super cool. I started like, I don't know, chatting it up with the the makeup and hair artists like I always do. But I was just kind of in a mood where I was very much like, I don't know. I, I was emanating gratitude at every moment and every turn. And I wound up getting added to another scene in that episode. And then when I was time to leave, I went to say goodbye to the producers and both of them looked at me and they were like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, 
And I was like, that's all you wrote for me. I don't have any more lines. That's your fault. And they were like, <laughs> well, we feel like we wasted you. And they started looking at each other and nice. like took my glasses off. They were like, I wonder how different he looks like when his glasses on and off. And then Liza walked up and we started chatting and she was like, awesome. it was amazing. Yeah. I got an email from my agent later that afternoon because the producers had run into casting at the office and he was like, this never happens, but the producers were raving about Michael's performance on set. For your they, one line. For my one line nice. that turned into mm. two scenes and they were like, and they want to see if we can bring him back at some point. Ooh, two weeks nice. later, I got an email and they brought me back for a different role in a different episode. Like, Dude, you're recurring. Okay. Yeah. Recurring. Different yeah. characters. Different characters, yeah. So Random. I exist in the world as like this sort of like <laughs> it's, it's a amorphous world. face that, yeah, it transforms. <laughs> you're like one of Adam Sandler's friends in all his movies. That just I, I, back. I'm the Robert Schneider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of Lysa on Demand's world. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a good one, man. Yeah. Hey, Mike, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you guys so Love much. It, dude. Thanks yeah, for coming thank by. You. Love the positivity. Um, where it. can our audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Mike Deary. You can see me on Diary of a Female President coming out on Disney Plus uh, next January. And that's pretty much it. Other than that, I'm, I'm baking bread and I'm going to bed early these days. I'm 32. And pumpkin? And like that is the shit. Baking bread? Sourdough. Not nice. pumpkin spice? Tom Pop. No, there. just straight up like classic. Just bread by itself. Classic nothing loaves. In the, nothing in like, the middle. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Classy. Yeah. Do you have a, you have a bread maker no oh you use your oven yeah I do recipe, by, recipe by hand online uh, i started out like with recipe online it takes like 24 hours to make sourdough it so sounds like fun. a long process well you have to keep some it. of it for next time right yeah That's how long does it yeah, last see, this guy couple knows. days yeah. couple days <laughs> yeah seen some youtube videos yeah it's, it's <laughs> an arduous <laughs> process <laughs> a 20 minute video on making bread you know it's fine yeah whatever um like he said be yourself and he's definitely being himself be yourself there just like is. your mom says it's the most there important lesson all right, All right cool. let's go get some Thanks sourdough, by, boys. Man. Thanks, Mike. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Man. Bye. Cans off. That was awesome. Good rehearsal. That was awesome. Should we film one? Or? Sweaty. Yeah, let's yeah, do it.